Hello there. Welcome to the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast. I am Denise Alvarez, and I am so glad you're here with me today. Now, just in case we're new friends, I always take just a couple of minutes to tell you a bit about me and my business, and then we will jump into the meat of our episode all about social media. All right. So my business, Storm Lily Marketing, is how I get to help horse business owners like you convert your website visitors into your customers. And I do that through coaching as well as website design and content, email marketing strategy, and I have a monthly coaching program called Social Stride, which I will tell you a bit more about here in just a little bit because the doors are opening for that very quickly. All right, so I do these things and I do this podcast here so that you can be out in the barn or the arena doing what you love to do. I love to give you some step-by-step strategies, some basic how-tos so that you can see what's possible and so I can help you to get there. And here's what's super exciting for me right now is this week is the one year anniversary of the podcast. I'm so excited and I'm so grateful. That means every week for the past year, I've been serving up some free marketing help for you horse business owners because I love to do that. So this is episode number 49. So of course, that's not 52 weeks. I did take a couple of weeks off. And then at Christmas, I reshared an episode, but otherwise... You have received new and fresh content every week, and I will continue to do that. And so what I ask for you to do is if you have enjoyed the podcast at all, if you've learned anything, if anything has helped you in your business, would you pretty please take a few moments to leave a review for the podcast? You can do that on Facebook, on the How to Market Your Horse Business Facebook page, or in the Apple Podcast app if you happen to listen there you can leave reviews there as well. And what that will do is it will help Apple and it will help Facebook to know if that's being helpful to you, then it will know to refer it to other people to help them as well. So I would greatly appreciate that if you would help me with that. Now, I'm celebrating the one year anniversary in a couple of different ways that I want to share with you. And then I promise I do have some very strategic social media helps for you and we will get to that, all right? So I have a couple of fun things going on. First of all, I have a bonus episode coming up, and it is actually with my non-horsey husband, Daniel. I thought it would be super fun to just kind of turn the mic around, let him have a little bit of free reign, and just ask me some questions that maybe I wouldn't think to share with you all that hopefully you will find somewhat interesting. We have not recorded it yet as of my recording of this episode, so I don't know what the questions are going to be. I have asked him to come up with some questions, and I thought it would just be a fun way to celebrate the podcast anniversary to put out a bonus episode of the two of us together. So I will put that out on Friday, October 1. So depending on when you are listening to this episode, Friday, October 1, that is the official podcast anniversary. It happens to be my birthday. So it's super easy for me to remember. And so you can find that anywhere you listen to podcasts. All right. Now, the other fun thing we're doing is a free five-day marketing challenge. And it's actually an equestrian marketing challenge because it is for you all, my horse business owner friends. So if you go to stormlily.com slash challenge, you can sign up for that now. It is going to take place Monday, October 4th through Friday, October 8th, four, five, six, seven, eight, five days. All right. 
So every day I will be going live inside of my free Facebook group, How to Market Your Horse Business Community, and I will share something that will help you in your business. We're going to walk through it in a systematic way. So it's not just jumping in and sharing a few things here and there. I'm going to take you through a five-day process of really planning out your online marketing strategy. So if you need help at all with social media, if you need help with websites, email marketing, maybe narrowing down who your audience is so that you can write better content for them. We're going to talk about all of those things in this free five-day equestrian marketing challenge, and I hope you will join me there. So again, you can just jump over to stormlily.com slash challenge, and what I want you to do is sign up because I will be sending out a daily email throughout the challenge so that if you miss the live teaching, you can catch the replay, and then I also have a one-page fun sheet where I'm going to help you apply what you're learning, all right, because we all know that you can listen all day long, but if you don't at least take one thing and apply it, it's not going to make the difference that we know that it can. All right, so join me in the challenge, October 4th. And then one more thing before we get to the meat of our episode, and that is what I mentioned a moment ago, my monthly coaching program, Social Stride. I'm opening the doors as a part of this one-year celebration as well. So October 1st, depending on when you listen to this, October 1st, go to stormlily.com slash social stride. And throughout the challenge, I will have the doors of social stride open. So I'll be available to answer your questions about the program. You can kind of get a feeling of how I maybe teach in a live way, what those worksheets are like. You can talk to some other members that are in my free Facebook group and they can share with you about the program. I'm really excited because we are adding a few things as a part of this particular launch. So I'm going to start auditing websites and social media in a live or recorded format so that you can see um, some changes that I might recommend. And it may be member websites and social media, and it may be others. It just kind of depends. We're also going to do some quarterly challenges as a group. Um, So I'm really excited. And that's in addition to what they've already been getting these past few months. So the monthly caption templates where I put together social media captions. It's kind of like a fill in the blank Mad Libs kind of thing. And it helps you to know what to post on social to create engaging content. And then you also get a monthly equine calendar. So those are the things, but I want you to join the challenge so you can ask any questions that you have because that's completely free. And then as a part of that, hopefully you'll want to jump into the monthly coaching program and take it a little bit deeper. So the doors for that will just be open for about a week. So you'll want to jump into that when you can. Okay, those are the fun things I'm doing to celebrate the podcast anniversary because it's been so fun to connect with you here each week. It's been so fun. I just went to a conference and I was able to meet people who said, oh, I listened to your podcast. It's been really helpful. And that's so encouraging to me. I'm so grateful. And so I will continue to be putting these weekly episodes out for you. And so this week, we are going to talk specifically about social media. So earlier this year, I had the opportunity to be a guest on the Arabian Horse Connection, which is a podcast from the Arabian Horse Association. And Katie Fainer is their host, and she interviewed me about some ways that their members could use social media to help grow their business, to expand their reach, or to share their message with more people. And because social media is a free marketing tool that I believe horse businesses of all sizes could stand to have some strategies for, then I wanted to share this with you as well. 
So in this podcast, you're going to actually hear Katie interview me. So it's a little bit different than me interviewing my guest, but I thought it would just be helpful for you to hear some of these specific strategies that I coached them on to use to grow their horse business using social media. All right. So I hope you will check out their podcast as well. Katie does a great job there. But either way, I hope that you will enjoy this podcast episode as Katie interviews me about social media strategy for your horse business. So here you go. Thanks for being on the Arabian Horse Connection today. Uh, I had been listening to a few of your uh, podcast episodes and checking out your website and you've got some great um, services that you offer and some really um, interesting and great content. So I'm excited to chat with you more. Yes. Thank you so much, Katie, for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah. How did you get started in the equine industry? And um, can you share a little bit more about um, what you do specifically? Absolutely. Yes. Thank you again, Katie, for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate it and appreciate all that the Arabian Horse Association does. And so a little bit about myself and how we even connected is I have the opportunity and the blessing of hosting the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast that I started in the fall of 2020. And through that, I'm able to share a little bit more about what I do in my business, Storm Lily Marketing, which is where I get to help horse business owners like many of your listeners convert their website visitors into their customers. So I do that through coaching, typically one-on-one coaching right now, as well as website design and writing website content. I help with email marketing strategy. And then I also started a membership this year for equine entrepreneurs called Social Stride, where I help just to simplify social media for them so that they can really be out doing more of what they really love to do. So that is my business um, in a nutshell, but I really just love getting the opportunity to work with horse business owners as I am a horse girl myself um, since I could walk. And so it really is neat to get to marry my love of marketing with my love of horses. I love it. I love when you get to um, have part of your passion become your your job as well. It makes things pretty cool and easier too. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It makes it a lot more enjoyable, right? Yes, I could not agree more. So um, I wanted to have you on the podcast today to speak about social media strategies to grow um, your equine club or even your business or farm. And I know that social media can be very challenging, especially now in 2021, there are so many different trends, there's constant change, and there are so many different platforms, it seems. So would you be able to kind of break it down and provide some insight about how to even choose a social media platform before we kind of roll into the strategies? Yes, absolutely. That's a really great starting point. Um, I have a couple things that I want everybody listening to think about as they consider which social media platform is a fit for them and for their business. So as you said, there are a ton. So the first question I always say to consider is where are your people? already hanging out, right? So if you serve a specific group of people and they're hanging out on Facebook or they're hanging out on Instagram, or maybe they are on TikTok, then I encourage you to go where people are already at. Now your question response to that might be, okay, well then how do we know where to find them? And honestly, it's as easy as asking. 
ask the people that are your current customers, ask the people that are your dream customers, the people that you really want to work with more. So maybe you're at a show and you meet them there. Maybe you're at the feed store and you meet somebody and you're like, oh, that's the kind of person I want to work with. We'll ask them, hey, where do you happen to hang out on social media? Where do you go to look for answers to your horse questions? And then that's going to give you some tips to know where people are because there's no need to go somewhere and try to build something from scratch where nobody's at, right? So it's much better to go to where they're at. So if they're in Facebook, go to Facebook. If they're on Instagram, go to Instagram. If they say, I get all my answers from YouTube, then you might consider hanging out on YouTube a little bit. So that is the first question I always say to ask is, where are my people? Now, the next one is more about you. And that is what works well for you, because there's no need to go through the work of picking out a social media platform and even maybe building or creating a profile. And for a week, you're hot on it, right? You're like, okay, I'm in this. I want to make this happen. I'm going to get on Facebook and I'm going to post every day. And then it's there. And then you don't go there again for another three weeks, right? Or we've all seen those pages. We've all seen those profiles where they exist. But then when you go there and you look at it, you wonder if the business is even still alive because there's nothing going on there, right? So my encouragement is always, yes, find where people are and then couple that with what is going to work for you. And not only what works for you, but what are you willing to commit to? Because the reality is we all know we can talk about marketing all day long, but if you're not willing to commit to doing something, then it's not going to work for you. And there are lots of people out there who will say, oh, I tried social media and it didn't work for my business. And then when I actually ask them, oh, really? Tell me a little bit more about what you tried and maybe we can kind of narrow down what didn't work. And then they'll go, well, I did start, but then I just really didn't have time. So it didn't really work for me. Well, really is you didn't work for you, right? So you didn't take the time to commit to it. And it is going to take a little bit of commitment to actually make it work. Just like when you're working with horses, right? If you have your horse in your backyard, but you never go out there and work with your horse, is it your horse's fault or is it your fault, right? So it's kind of the same thing. You've got to be committed. So I always say, pick something that you're going to actually commit to and take the time to engage in. And we'll talk a little bit more about engagement and what that means. But what are you going to actually post on? What are you going to actually reply to comments on? What And if it's not something that you enjoy, if it's a platform that you don't enjoy being on and you're never going to go on it, then it's probably not going to be very fruitful for you to try to engage in that. So those are my two biggies that I usually give to help people kind of figure out where should they start? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I love um, that first part you mentioned about just asking people in your area what social channels they like to use. Um, I feel like sometimes we can overcomplicate it for ourselves when we're trying to um, do social media. Feel Sometimes it feels like you have to do all of these things in a row before you can move on to the next thing, or it's got to be the biggest and best thing all at once. So that's a great piece of advice. Um, just, just reaching out to your local folks. Yes, absolutely. I always say exactly like you said, don't overcomplicate it. Don't think you have to go do some big research, ask the people that you're really wanting to work with, and they're going to give you some insight. Yeah, exactly. And then the rest will come as you, as you continue on the social media journey. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. So now that we've kind of established, you know, how to start and 
let's say there are people that have already established um, somewhat of a following and have um, some type of engagement with followers and local folks in their area. So um, I kind of want to talk a little bit more about how to enhance your um, social media presence with engagement with those followers and potentially gaining some new clients um, or people that are interested in your club or your business or your farm um, from social media. So could you walk us through a little bit more of those strategies that you mentioned? Yes, absolutely. So I have five specific things that we'll kind of walk through and share that you can apply. And whether it's your, you know, your farm or your club, as you said, each of these things will apply to you because you're right. There's a reason that we're talking about it. And it's not just to give you one more thing to do, right? You actually want to see social media work to help you connect with more people and to help expand the message and get more clients, ideally, right? So the first strategy that I have for you is to actually create engaging content. So if you want to have a presence where people are excited to see your stuff, where they're engaging in it, and I'll define engagement for us, then you need to actually be putting content out there, which is just your post, right? So content is the video, it's the picture, it's the text, all of those things that go out there. And so I have what I call the three R's of engaging content. But first, let's talk about engagement. What does that actually mean? So in the world of social media, engagement would be a like or a favorite. It would be a share or a repost. It would be a comment or it would be watching a video. So when somebody scrolls through, if they take the time to actually watch more than three seconds of that video, then that's going to be considered engagement as well. So when I say engaging content, those are the things that you're striving for, right? So how do we do that? Well, I have three R's that are going to help you use this kind of as a filter. Now, here's the thing. When I share these things, you might go, Denise, that's so much work. I don't have time for that. But even if you took, because it takes a little bit of brain power when I can, well, I'll show you an example of one versus the other. And one takes a little more brain power. Yes, it does. But if you even just had two posts per week that you actually put a little bit of brain power into, then you're more likely to see some engagement. And then you're going to kind of enjoy the fruit of that labor and see that it's worth it, right? So, and we'll talk about some of the ways that we can make that easier for you as well. But our three R's are regular. So engaging content is regular. If you show up once a week, if you show up once every couple of weeks or even once a month, then honestly, the algorithm of either Facebook or Instagram, especially, and the others follow suit oftentimes, it's going to be a little less likely to show your content to people. And the reason is it wants to know that what it's showing to someone is what they want to see, right? Well, if you haven't been putting out information on a regular basis, then Facebook isn't so sure that that is what people want to see because people haven't been already liking that post. They haven't already been liking your previous post to tell Facebook or Instagram or whatever it might be to say, hey, people actually do want to see this information. So you need to give people more of an opportunity to engage with your content. And you can do that by posting regularly. Now that does not have to mean daily. It really doesn't. Some people will post every day, but it doesn't have to be. But at the minimum, two to three times a week is going to make you look regular and make you look more alive. All right. So regular is the first R. And then you want to have relevant content. So for example, 
I am sure that you have seen people that are horse trainers, but then they post pictures about other things that you don't really know how it falls into play. So I had a coaching call with somebody the other day and she has a breeding facility, but she's like, well, I also on my farm, I have ducks and, you know, I have other things. So sometimes I post pictures about them because they're really cute. Well, that's not bad overall. However, how relevant is that to what you're trying to sell, right? So it doesn't mean I'm saying don't post anything that's not a picture of a horse. But as you're filtering what you're going to post on your social media, I want you to just consider how relevant that is to your audience, right? Is it relevant to the products and services that you are ultimately trying to sell and provide? And is it relevant to your audience? And if it is then go for it. If it's, you know, maybe it's a little bit more of a personal post, but it makes them feel more connected to you personally. Well, that's a good thing. That's relevant. But if you're posting just about what you had for dinner or just about your road trip, but you're not bringing it full circle to see how it's connected to what you do, then I don't know that I would consider that relevant. It's not going to help you with that engagement. Okay. So you want regular You want relevant and then you want rich and rich just means, you know, I have seen more than one post from horse businesses that will just say, had a great ride today, had a great session with my horse, you know, had a great session with Smokey today and that's it. Well, how do people really know what you're asking? How do they know how to engage with that content? Right? So instead of that, what if you said something like this? Don't you love making progress when Smokey and I first started working together? And then you share a little bit about what maybe your horse was like or the horse that you're training was like before they came there. And then, and then you share a little bit about what he's like now, or you share a little bit about what your session was like today or what you really appreciate or one specific thing that you were working on today that you saw progress in. You can see how if you did that, what I mean by extra brain power, yes, that took a little bit more time to write that. However, as you do that, people are going to be personally connected with your storytelling. They're going to be able to answer your question. Yes, I love it when I see my horse making a little progress every day. Or maybe you end that with saying, share with me about a time that you've seen your horse. You know, what are you working on with your horse? You know, you can ask a simple question and it takes a little bit more time than just saying, we had a great training session, the end, (laughs) but then it invites people to actually engage in your content. So My first strategy is for you to create actually engaging content. I love that. And I, uh, I love the last example you provided about just saying had a great ride because you're so right. You need something that will kind of pull up people's heartstrings a little bit and really make them think about commenting or sharing that post or liking it or kind of relating Um, your content to your audience in some way that really drives them to, to share and engage. Yes, exactly. Because that, again, that's what you're going for, right? You're not just wanting to put it out into the world. Now I will say that I think sometimes horse people have it easy because sometimes if you just share a beautiful picture of a horse, people will share that, you know, like, because we know the horse people, they just love pictures of horses. So sometimes that definitely helps you. But if you want to increase that engagement, if you want more than just that, then I definitely would encourage you to consider those three R's. I love that. Okay. So the next one I have for you and for our listeners is to be social. So here's the thing we often forget. We hear social media marketing and we go straight to the marketing, right? We forget that it was created for the purpose of being social. So that means not only do you want to consider how you're creating engaging content, 
but I want you to also consider how you can engage in other people's content. Because that's another way that you can get in front of more people. Because when you are engaging in in content as comments, sorry, lots of words that are similar there. But as you're leaving a comment on somebody's post, then what you're doing is inviting people to see. And right now, honestly, Facebook keeps changing things. For most people, you can comment as your page right now, but it keeps changing what that looks like. But even if you're doing it as yourself and you have connected, which I hope you have connected your personal profile to your business Facebook page, then when they go see your personal profile, even if you've got everything that's marked as private, they can typically see you know your work history and they can see that you're connected to such and such business or you own that business. So even if you're commenting as yourself, it still can be an opportunity for you to show yourself as an expert. And it can be an opportunity for people to see that, see your name or see your business name, and then jump over and go to your Facebook page and learn a little bit more about you and what you're doing. So maybe you consider, all right, what types of pages are my dream customer hanging out at? Where are they commenting? And where can I go and comment there, right? And engage in the comments. And then people will see that and come back to me. And you can also look for how you can encourage people. So maybe you have current customers and clients that you're with on Facebook. Then how can you be social in that aspect and go to their posts and intentionally encourage them and posts that have to do with horses or riding or training or that type of thing? Especially on Instagram, this is a really good strategy. You can spend even five or 10 minutes. And what I want you to do is look at the types of posts that show up in your feed that are the people that you want to work with, or it's the cut the businesses that your customers are already working with that are also a fit for you. And then consider how you can do what I would call a meaningful comment, which means don't just put one or two words, but again, you're going to have to put a little bit of brain power into it because then they're going to see that it's a little bit more intentional. It means a little more. And especially for that business that you're commenting on, you know, maybe they're going to take notice of that as well. So I always say to remember that social media is social. So don't forget to actually be social, get outside of your page, get outside of your profile and look for ways that you can engage that way. I love that. And I really like what you said about um, commenting specifically because um, and putting some thought into your comments because you can tell when a comment or um, some type of post isn't genuine if it's just you're commenting the same thing on multiple profiles or multiple pages. So I think that's a great piece of advice as well. Kind of put some thought into that. Yes, exactly. Genuine is a great word for that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So our third strategy today is I want you to look at how you can use the tools available to you on the different platforms. So I am not saying you need to do everything that's out there because I get that that's overwhelming, but you look at it and you've got the option to go live on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. And even for some people, LinkedIn, although I know that's not exactly the place a lot of people, horse, horse people connect, but for some, then you also have reels, right? And then you have TikToks out there. And then you've got Facebook now getting into the audio game uh, as they're going to start allowing podcasts to be played right there in the Facebook app. And then you of course have hashtags and you've got the option to do polls. So there's a ton out there. So I am t- definitely not saying go try all the things. But what I am saying is if you at least pick one of those things, right? And you say, I'm going to once a week, try to use one of these tools. And here's why. 
they created them, so they like them, right? So if they see that you are using their different tools, then there's a good chance that they're going to start showing that content to people because they like what you're doing, right? So a good example of this for you guys is I know that you have your Meet an Arabian Horse Month. And so that is a hashtag that you are encouraging people to use. So look at how you can use hashtags in a creative and fun way. So when you have a post that's specific to that Meet an Arabian Horse Month and you're trying to build up awareness, then maybe you use that hashtag And what that does, what hashtags do really is help increase the chances that your post is going to be discovered. So for example, as you all as an association encourage people to use and to follow that hashtag, then as others actually do use it and follow it, then maybe someone's going to discover your post that they wouldn't have before. So that can be a good way to use the tools available to you. Now on Facebook, to be honest, hashtags aren't as big of a deal as they used to be. And some have even said that you're you're not going to get as much reach if you do use a hashtag. Now, part of that is because what a lot of people started to do is actually posting the exact same thing they were doing on Instagram and Facebook. And so Facebook was saying, well, if you're not really thinking about how this is specific to Facebook, then maybe we won't show it to as many people. So do keep that in mind. But hashtags, reels, going live, all those different tools that each social media platform has available, then use those. Stories, that's another good one that you can do. Um, Again, this is not to be overwhelming because I know for some people, they're like, I'm just trying to keep up. And I totally get that. So maybe you just pick one thing. But over time, if you try to just see how you can use the different tools available to you, then it can help you to increase your presence and your reach that way. And even just trying, you know, let's say you're you want to just pick one um, tool to use, you could try a bunch of different ones. You could try stories. And if that's just not for you, maybe you could try out reels. And then if you feel good about that and um, you enjoy creating with reels, then just use that and get good at that. And then maybe as time goes on, you can add um, a couple more things to your repertoire on social media, but um, starting, um, starting small is okay too, I think. Yes, exactly. Do not be afraid to start small. Yep, that's a great point. Okay, all right. I've got another one for you. So our fourth strategy for increasing your presence and reaching more people on social media is to look into Facebook groups. So I know that everybody listening who happens to be on Facebook there is a 99% chance that you're in a group, right? So I know some people, if they actually go look at their list of groups, they're going to be surprised at how many groups they're actually in. So I want you to think about how you can intentionally go back to that idea of being social and go into groups and look at it as an opportunity to serve. So if you are in groups, like I know for me, I'm in Missouri and there are a ton of Facebook groups specific to Missouri horses buy and sell, Missouri tack, you know, different things like that. There are some just for my area code and people are in there all the time asking questions, trying to sell, of course, but then they're also just trying to learn. So what if you use those groups as an opportunity to educate? not in a haughty, cocky kind of way, but as a way to go in and serve. So if people have questions about things, then you can go in and answer those questions. Sign it from yourself. Even if you go in there and you're in there personally as yourself, what if you at the end of it, just, you know, mention something lightly about your business or why you're speaking to that, for example. So 
if you're a trainer, then maybe you would say something like, when I train my horses, this is what I do. So it kind of leans to that idea of why you're speaking into that, why you have authority. It lets them know you do have a business if you do. Um, But really what you want to do if you're going to go into Facebook groups is you want to make sure you're looking to serve more than you're looking to sell. And I know that sounds counterintuitive when you're saying, but I'm trying to increase my reach. I just want to go in and post and tell people to go like my page. I get that. But most groups, honestly, have restrictions on that anyways. But then the more that you go in and put yourself as an authority, then people are going to start to trust you, right? So that's one of the things that we want to use social media to do is to build up that trust, to build up the know, like, and trust factor because people buy from people that they know, like, and trust, right? And so that's the thing. People buy from people. People want to connect to people. If they come to your farm and they like everything about your facility, but they don't like you, then it's probably not going to work out. So people buy from people. So as you're in those groups, think about that. Think about how you can serve them. Now, the other thing is, especially for some of your listeners and your members who have horse clubs, maybe they should start their own Facebook group, right? So that could be a place where they are in charge. They can decide what's posted. They can build up their own community. So you could do it for as a member-only type thing. So you have to be members of the club. Or you could use it as an expansion opportunity. You don't have a horse yet. You're not ready to join. That's great. Join our group and stay in the know. We'll give you some little fun tips here and there. We'll ask fun questions. We'll get to know each other and look at it as an opportunity to create some community inside of your group. Now, I would say, again, kind of like we said in the beginning, if you're going to create something, don't create it and then just let it sit there. If you're going to do it, then you want to have at least some intention behind it. Don't be afraid to ask members of your group to help you manage it, right? Maybe there are people in there that want to volunteer and would say, yeah, I'd love to help moderate that. You know, I'm really passionate about this. So don't feel like it has to fall on your shoulders if you're going to create a group, but do do it with some intentionality if you're going to go that route. I love that. I feel like um, intention leads to connection for sure, especially with um, what you're talking about with groups. What a great resource to, resource for clubs or even some of our discovery farms to you know go into different groups, maybe answer a question, and then say you know if you're interested in learning more about Arabian horses, come check out our club. Here's the information, um, and then you know you're really serving the purpose, like you just like you just said. So that's great. I love that. Yeah, that's a great point. And I would say I, a lot of times we'll see this inside of groups instead of, because a lot of times links aren't allowed. Sometimes they are, but in a lot of groups, links won't be allowed. So you can Mm -hmm. always say, if you're interested in coming to visit my farm, send me a private message, you know, invite them to take it outside of the group to continue that conversation. And a lot of your group moderators will appreciate that. And then what I've also seen happen is then you're going to get people that reply and say, oh, I'm interested. I didn't know that was an option. Can I send you a message too? You know, and so you might get some people to to engage with you that way as well. Sure. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. All right. I've got one more for you. So this next one is what we talked about in terms of if you think that this all sounds like work, (laughs) because it is. So A... It is going to be work because if you're going to see fruit from labor, there's going to be a little bit of labor. But one thing that can help you in that, and my last strategy for you to consider is to plan ahead. So 
maybe it's not looking a month at a time, but maybe it is on Friday, you're looking at the month ahead or on Sunday night, you're looking at the week ahead and just saying, okay, I know I've got this going on. What can I write really quick in my notes app, right? So I love the notes app on our smartphones because you can copy and paste so easily. So what if you instead on Sunday, you said, okay, on Tuesday and Saturday, I know I've got these two things going on. I'm going to want to take a picture during this, during this session, or I know I have a group coming to visit and I want to share about that because this is a great opportunity to let everybody know that I'm a discovery farm and they can come out. But when that group is visiting, you probably don't have a lot of time to stop and write a post, right? But what if instead you write just a little bit of a blurb ahead of time, And then when that time comes, you're able to take a picture or a few pictures or video, whatever it might be, you go into your notes, you copy and you paste and you publish it. So just that little bit of scheduling maybe 30 minutes into your week, every week and deciding this 30 minutes is when I'm going to intentionally, there's that word again, intentionally think about my social media, right? I'm going to plan ahead. What that allows you to do is remove some of that stress and overwhelm that immediately comes up when we say the word social media marketing, right? Or even just the word marketing. So, you know, I've had many people say, I know I need to, or I really do want to, I just don't have time. Well, we all have the same number of hours in the day, right? So you can look at your schedule and say, okay, this is important to me because I know that I'm going to invite more people to the farm. I know that when I post this, I'm going to educate more people about the Arabian horse, right? I know that that's something that you're passionate about. So think of it, how it's connected to your end goal. That's going to help you make that intention, make that plan, and then consider how you can plan ahead. Even if it's 15, 20, 30 minutes a week, if you just start to build that into your schedule, it's going to remove that stress and it's going to allow you to really do more of what you love, right? So when that group comes to visit your farm or that person or that family comes to visit your farm, you're able to be 100% present and you're also able to be at rest knowing I've already got this taken care of. I'm already taking full advantage of this. We're going to get a picture together in front of my barn. And then I'm going to post that later and say, we had a great visit. Here are the things they learned. Here's the questions they had. If you're interested, I'd love for you to come visit. Then that, that removes that overwhelm and that stress. And it allows you to do more of what you really love to do. I love that. Even, and just using the notes app on your phone. Um, I know that for myself, whenever I have an idea or something pops into my head, I write it down immediately. Um, and then I can refer back to it later. Um, sometimes I'll even save, um, use the drafts feature, um, on social media and just save things in my drafts. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm ready to post it, I'll post it. But yeah, I love using the notes app and, um, just getting ahead of it. And then you won't, you're right. You won't feel so overwhelmed with, um, social media, you won't have that looming feeling. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I know that that's a common feeling. That's why the membership that I mentioned at the top for me, when I shared a little bit about my business, I started that social stride membership for that reason, because so many people were saying, I know that I need to do this, but I don't have the time. And so I actually, through that membership, will provide templates that people can use that are basically like fill in the blank. And so it just gives them a starting point to say, okay, here's an engaging post, fill in the blanks about these things that apply specifically to your business. And then I walked them through that process, exactly as you said, putting it in the notes, scheduling it on your calendar, getting a reminder, and then you just copy and paste and it's done. 
So I will say one more thing. I have a bonus strategy because as I was putting this, (laughs) as I was putting this together, I thought I just have to mention this one thing that really touches all five of these. And that is, as you're thinking about social media, I want you to think about who you're talking to. So as you're writing your post, you know, we all think we easily think about ourselves, right? We never forget to feed ourselves. We just naturally think about that. So instead, I want you to start training yourself, anyone who's listening, start training yourself as you write on social media to be writing to a person that is not you. So be writing to the person that you want to work with. So as you're writing that content, even use the word you, speak directly to them, speak directly to one person. Because the reality is when it comes to marketing and when it comes to social media, it really is about connecting with your audience. It's not about selling yourself as much as it is connecting with them. And in that process, are you going to sell your services? Absolutely. That's part of marketing. But if all you're doing is selling it from the perspective of you and saying, I can do this, I can do this. Did you know I do this? Did you know I did this? But instead it's like, hey, when we work together, did you know you can do this? When you come to my farm, did you know you'll get to do this? And make your content, make your marketing, make your social media about the audience that you want to work with. And that will help you with all of these strategies. So I just had to mention that one because I think that it's so easy to get tactical and I love tactical, but that one part of the strategy, if it's missed, then all these other things may not work as well. I love it. No, I love that bonus tip. I completely agree. I feel like um, sometimes if you get too embroiled with the numbers, you really forget your your actual goal with social media. And that goes back to connection and intention and really serving. Um, like you mentioned previously through each of your tips, I thought those were fantastic, um, strategies and thank you so much for sharing. All right. I hope that you found that so helpful. My goal, as you know, is to provide you with actionable strategies that you can take and apply in your horse business. So I hope, and my challenge for you today is to take just one, take one thing that you are going to apply and really use in your business. All right. Now, as usual, you can head over to stormlily.com slash 49 for episode 49 for the show notes where you can get the highlights of my conversation with Katie. And then I know that social media is is huge, right? There's so many things that we can discuss. And I know that this is really just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to marketing your business with social media. But at the same time, if you will do these things well, then you will start to see a difference. You're going to get a return from the investment of your time there. And that's my hope for you, right? I want it to be fruitful. Now, of course, if you want to go a little bit deeper, or maybe you want some accountability, a group of other horse business owners who are going to help you out and cheer you on, and then some tools and some coaching for it to be easier for you to be consistent on social media, to create that engaging content, to know what to post, then I truly would love to invite you to join Social Stride. It's really a great group of people and But ahead of that, you're going to get some really great information and coaching, and you're going to be able to make that difference that you want to see from your marketing. Now, like I said, the doors are opening Friday, October 1 for a week. You can join me over at stormlily.com slash social stride and join me in that free five-day challenge. You'll really get a feel of what it's like for me to give you some coaching. And then you're going to connect with some other people. And then you're going to make a plan. You're going to know what you want to do, what you need to do, what your steps should be for marketing your horse business online. 
So head over to stormlily.com slash challenge and get signed up and then invite your friends to join you as well. All right. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for celebrating with me one year anniversary of the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast. I'm super excited. I'm super grateful. I know there are great things in store for you. And so I hope you will continue to join me here each week on the podcast. Thank you so much. I wish you blessings in your business and I will see you next week. 